Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I want to talk about activating the blessing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Activating the blessing. You know, um, there's a scripture that I always remember. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 In Deuteronomy 30 19 God was speaking to the Jews And he said something He said I call heaven and earth To record this day against you That I have set before you Life and death Blessing and cursing Then he says, therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Glory to God. Choose life. In essence, he also says, choose blessing. Now the question here is, I thought the Jews were already blessed. Why is it still telling them to make a choice? Why is this telling them to choose? We have shared quite a lot about blessing. There are several teachings on it. In the first service, I was talking about blessing consciousness. And that's the third part in the series. We talked about part one, part two, and then that's part three. You, You need to listen to that. So, for some of you, I'm talking to you like you've heard some of the messages. So, I'm not going into the definition of what the blessing is and so on and so forth. But I want you to know that everything God did for man, man's participation is always required. It means that man has a role to play in every good that God intends to do for him. There is no blessing greater than the blessing of salvation. That the blessing of your soul freed from eternal condemnation. Yet, that blessing was not forced. Glory to God. None of us are or will be forced into the kingdom of God. Rather, the option was made available and then you are told to choose. Glory to God. Let's look at what happened even in Adam's case in Genesis. The Bible tells us that there was the tree. There are three categories of trees. The tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And all the other trees. Three categories of trees. Now, he told man, eat of every tree. Every means All the trees except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That means that he could eat from two categories of trees. He could eat from all the trees and eat from the tree of life. Amen. But he said, don't eat of the tree of of knowledge of good and evil. That one you shall not eat. That was giving man an opportunity to obey because 
he wants to obey. Amen. Not because there is no other option. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Alright? So there is a willingness to follow him that he wanted to see in Adam. Am I communicating? God has not changed. He has not withdrawn that gift of free will. Amen. Are you listening to me? He has not withdrawn it. The new covenant, New Testament, grace did not take away free will. So a man can choose that. Well, I've heard about heaven. I've heard about hell. I think I want to go to hell. And God will protect his interest. Amen. Are you listening to me? He will protect his interest. He won't force him. He won't force him. There's nobody that on the last day you will see that will say, God forced me here. No. It will always be the choice of the individual. So when we start talking about activating the blessing, what I need you to know is this. That God had made you, had made the blessing available, doesn't mean it automatically works in your life. Amen. Did you hear me? No. That's not what it means. That's why it's very important for the child of God to understand the difference between the legal side of our redemption and the vital side of our redemption. Very important. What do we mean? It means knowing what has been legally done for you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You were not there. But I call that the paperwork, documentation. Paperwork had been done. Amen. So that paperwork is the guarantee you have to enjoy what was written in the paper. Amen. So enjoy what was written where? In the document. That's the guarantee. Now, what's the vital side? The vital side is what the Holy Spirit through the word of God you have heard is doing in your life now. Am I communicating? Let me give an example. If you had a father that wrote in his will that social property belongs to you. That's legal. The day he wrote it is the day that he decided that it was yours. From that day he could keep saying, he could say, um, this property belongs to so and so. But you've not taken it. In the sense that you have not appropriated. Let me use another term. You've not, you've not actively made it yours. Amen. Even if it's potentially yours. Am I communicating? Alright. Then, one day, they now read out the will and tell you that that property belongs to you. Wow. It's the day you heard it. That in actual fact, it becomes yours actively. It was yours since. Am I communicating? On documents. But it became yours. So that's what I mean by legal and vital. So legally, it was yours from the day your father signed it. Vitally, it became yours the day you took the document and went to the place to possess it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, a lot of Christians think that because something has been legally provided, it means that they will vitally work in it. Not necessarily. Without the hearing of the gospel, without the hearing of the gospel, you cannot walk in what God has made available to you. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? So when we talk about activating the blessing, we're talking about putting the blessing to work. Putting it to work. Switching it on. You can be born again, but the blessing is not at work in your life. 
In the sense that, you know, you, have you met believers that are always having one misfortune to the other and one misfortune to the other? You begin to wonder what's wrong with them. Why are you not experiencing the favor of God? The Bible said God and um, Jesus Christ Himself, He increased in wisdom and in favor. Both with God and man. So Jesus didn't just have favor with God. And the truth is this. If you have favor with God, it will speak amongst men. It will speak amongst men. So someone can say, oh, I have favor with God. Now, don't misunderstand me. There are men that are demonized. That will fight you. That will resist you. It doesn't change the fact that you are favored with God. Amen. Some of the time it's even because of God's favor upon you that some people are offended. Are we together? Because they become envious. Alright? And that envy, that incitement to envy is not from, is from the devil. It's the hatred of Satan imparted to their hearts. Alright. But where I'm going to with this is that the blessings need to be activated. Let me give an example. How many of you agree that long life is a blessing? Yeah, it's in scripture. He said, with long life will I satisfy thee and show you my salvation. That means God can give a man long life. Hallelujah. And God intends for his children to live long rather than the wicked living long. Amen. He wants to cut the days short of the wicked and elongate the days of the righteous. Because... When the righteous is on earth, God's program and his agenda is fulfilled. You agree with me? Alright? So, he gives long life as a blessing. Now, but have you not met people that didn't live long? Amen. Am I communicating? Have you not met people that didn't live long? There's no age that someone has not died. From one to one hundred. Amen. Someone has died at one, two, three, four, five. You know, somebody said, Oh, I'm too young to die. And I told the person, I said, Why? Your mates are dying. Amen. <laughs> Your mates are dying. That's not like too young to die. Your mates are dying. You know, some of you, if they ask you, Why won't you die this year? You say, Ah, it's not my portion. Whose portion is it? Why won't you die this year? Hmm. I'm too young to die. <laughs> no, 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 no. People younger than you have died. Glory to God. Let me explain something to you. Long life is a blessing. You agree. But that blessing needs to be activated. And through the instructions in the word of God, He shows you how to activate the blessing of long life. If not for anything, if you read Ephesians 6, He tells us, let's look at Ephesians 6 from verse 2. Amen. Ephesians 6, 2. Just look at this. Don't misunderstand this at all. He says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first... This is New Testament. is in the heart of the New Testament Ephesians. He's reminding you, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3. We're going there. That is telling you what, what the outcome of it is. That it may be well with thee, and what will happen? And that thou mayest live long on the earth. Meaning that the activation to long life is connected to honor. You didn't hear me well. I will say honor. So, the easiest way to die quick is this honor. 
You can't extract this truth from scripture. Amen. You can't extract it. That it may be well with thee, and that you may live long on the earth. Oh no. That means that you can activate that blessing of long life in your life. Glory to God. There are several scriptures that show us different aspects of the blessing and how you can activate it. This is a revelation. Amen. Nobody would have known. Okay, so why did God in, 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 the, um, in the law tell them that they should honor their father and mother out of the commandment? You know, the commandments, quite a number were towards God. Four or five of the commandments out of ten were toward God. The rest were towards our human relationships. Meaning that some people might have settled the God side, but they not settled the human relationship side. Amen. Am I communicating? So what's my point? Would you, will you activate the blessing? Amen. Help me to ask you, but will you activate the blessing? You know, some people say, if God wants me to be blessed, I'll be blessed. No, that's not how it works. God wants you to be blessed. But now you have a role to play to see that blessing in your life. Now, you know, a lot of times believers are more conscious of the way curses work than we are of how blessings work. So sometimes I use that to teach believers about understanding how the blessing works. What's a curse? A curse is simply, is also an invocation. But it brings negative influences into your life. I told you that a blessing, one of the definitions I gave of a blessing, I gave you about seven of them, is that the blessing is an invocation that summons spirits or influences to bring positive effect in your life. Amen. But now a curse is the other way around. Hallelujah. Of what the blessing is. Someone can activate a curse. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But what the scripture wants you to understand is that the day you got born again, there is something that has been made available to you. The blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. And how a man that is not a Jew will come into that blessing of Abraham is through Christ Jesus. It means that how the blessing of Abraham, you come into it, is by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Do you know why you can open to Deuteronomy 28 and say, I am the head and not the tail. And as you are saying it, you are staring up something in your life. The reason why you can say it is not because it was written there. It's because you are born again. Amen. Are you listening to me? The reason why it is yours and it can be yours is because you are born again. You have come to be a... a you have come into what the Bible calls the commonwealth of Israel. Amen. Through the cross. So you are a non-Jew... But you are partaking of what he blessed them with. And you are also partaking of what he didn't bless them with. Amen. Am I communicating? Alright. Okay. Since I am here, let me just say this. So one of the ways we activate blessings is by speaking the blessing. Amen. Alright. One of the ways we activate the blessing is by speaking the blessing. I don't have the time so I won't be able to go into all of them. It's by speaking the blessing. So, oh, the blessing has come. Then you confess it. You confess it. 
You begin to say it. I've taught you about confessions. You begin to say it. You begin to say what the word of God has said concerning you. Then that blessing is switched on. Most of the things you don't confess are off in your life. Amen. Say, I'm favored. That's how you switch it on. Amen. Say, I'm blessed. You know how some of you are saying it. You know, I know that there are two... When we say confession, I teach on this. There are two sides to it. There's a side to it where the confession is not to have the experience. The confession is to believe what the Word of God said. Amen. Did you get what I said? The reason why you are confessing is to believe what the Word of God said. So, this confession you are making now is working on your believing. You are saying it to convince you. Do you know there are some things that the Word of God has said that you are not convinced about? Hello? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. There are some scriptures that you are not convinced about. Maybe from the experience you've had in life. Do you know there are some believers that are really, really not very convinced that God loves them? Do you know God loves you? (laughs) Well, well, well. It depends. It depends. I was preaching to a group of people that had never been, they, they're not religious people, they've never known Jesus, never known in, in Europe, they've never known Jesus, they've never, you know, they were not church folks, they don't even know all those things. So, I was teaching them the word of God. So I now said, God is good. And then I asked, I said, how many of you believe that God is good? Then I said, then just occurred to me and I said, if you think God is good sometimes, lift your hand. And they lifted their hands. He said, yeah, God is good sometimes. Sometimes it's not good. Depends on his mood. <laughs> now, that's what he believes. Am I communicating? You now tell him that <laughs> the Lord is good and his mercy endure forever. No, he doesn't believe that. He has to take that scripture and say it to himself over a period of time for him to be convinced that he's good and his mercy it's not, his mercy does not expire. Amen. It endures forever. Am I communicating? That time he's confessing, he's first trying to believe it. Glory to God. I know some of you, that's where you are. You know, sometimes say, lift up your hand and say, the millions are upon me. I'm prosperous. <laughs> Just say, hey, these people know the level of my poverty. They will not be telling me to say these things. Amen. <laughs> Prosperous. Let's just say it now. Well, I know I'm not prosperous. They say I should say I am prosperous. You've not believed it. Glory to God. You've not believed it. So now you will take the scriptures and you will believe it. Uh, this is not my message. There are some people here that this, if they don't get this one, they won't get that one. That's why I'm focusing on it. Now, let me just read the scripture. It's not it's totally out of what I wanted to say. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Amen. In Isaiah 53.1, it's a continuation from chapter 52.13.14. Alright? So, in 53.1, it says, Who had believed our report? And it says, And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He's trying to show you something. That when you believe the reports, that's when the arm of the Lord will be revealed. Amen. Now, it might take a long time for a believer to come to the place where he has believed. 
Especially a believer that does not hear the word of God cannot believe. Believing is not by muscle. Amen. Believing is by hearing. Amen. Am I communicating? So, you, you know, there are some people that go to... See, a church goer is different from the one that goes to receive the word from church. You can be going to church, attending church, join people to church, carry your Bible all up and down, go and come back, go and come back, and you are not experiencing transformation. And some people say, well, I think it's the church I'm going to. It might be true. But if you take a man and put him in Harvard and he's not attending classes, the last school he attended is what he still will be. Amen. You cannot blame Harvard. It's a good school. Amen. Am I communicating? It's a good school. One idiot cannot change their testimony. Are you listening to me? One idiot cannot change their testimony. Yeah, that applies to Renaissance. <laughs> Amen. You cannot change their testimony. It's a good, good university. But now, this guy is going to the school. He's not going for classes. He's not going for lectures. He's not participating in the program. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Then you say, ah, I thought this guy went to Harvard. When we are telling him to speak English, he can't even speak English. I thought he went to Harvard. You cannot blame Harvard for that. Am I communicating? So don't just be a, go- a church goer. It is the word getting into you that produces the change. Amen. Amen. Do you know that as we're all here now, all of us are not listening the same way. Some of you are listening and you are receiving. While some of you are hearing and you're thinking about another thing. Am I communicating? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, what will I do after the service? Is that, 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 that. That's what they're thinking about. Even as I'm talking, they're still thinking. <laughs> Amen. Am I communicating? So, follow me now. So, believing, the first part of your confession is that you're talking to yourself. That's why it's good to, you know, when we're quoting scriptures, you, you, you say them. You say them. You say them. Over and over again until you are convinced. Then the second phase of the confession will now start. Well, now you are confessing, you are not talking to yourself now, you are releasing power. Amen. Are you understanding me? You're releasing power into the circumstance. The Bible says if you speak to this mountain, there are times where the first thing to speak to is this heart before this heart will speak to this mountain. Amen. If you speak to this mountain, be that removed and be that and shall not doubt in his heart. Mark eleven twenty three, And shall not doubt in his heart. So how do you come to that place where you've dealt with doubt in your heart? By saying the scripture over and over again to yourself and spending time in prayer. Amen. There are some barriers that only in prayer will they be broken. There are some strongholds that is only in the place of prayer that the Holy Ghost can address them. Some people don't know. Some say, okay, I went for a meeting. I don't know why people, some say, eh? I don't know why people are just falling under the power. Some people, that's how the Holy Ghost addresses certain things. Some of them fall under the power. When they stand up, they start believing something. Amen? When they stand up, something that was a stronghold is just broken. That's the dealing of the Holy Ghost with them at that moment. Am I communicating? Yeah. Because there's some things that only can be dealt that way. You, you sit down, you can, do you know, there's some people you can sit down, counsel them, counsel them, counsel them. You will talk, there's some problems that counseling cannot solve. Are you hearing me? 
There are some problems that counseling cannot solve. It cannot solve it. Say, okay, da, 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 da. it has to be an encounter. Amen. So that believing now happens. Now you're confessing. So you have believed the report. The arm of the Lord is revealed. Revealed means that it was there, but you didn't see it. The arm of the Lord was there. You didn't see it. It's when you believe the report, you start seeing the arm of the Lord. Amen. The arm of the Lord is the salvation of God. The arm of the Lord is the help of God. Amen. It was there. You didn't see it. Until you believed. My prayer is that you will see that arm of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about activating the blessing, let me, let me just stay on course. You see, it's the fact that there are things that God has made available, but you have a role to play to switch it on, to put it to work. Whether it's favor, long life, so you, can, you see, and that doesn't change God's love for you. Whether you die early or die young, He loves you the same. Amen. Are you understanding me? Some people get to heaven and find out, oh God, are you already here? He said, no, I thought you were the one. I thought it was my time. Was, no, it was not your time. It was not, but welcome, all the same. Amen. Amen. There are many people they told like that in heaven and they will tell many more. So it was not your time, but welcome since you are here. Amen. Anyone that comes to him will know why he's cast away. So you are here. Amen. Am I communicating? The blessing of prosperity. Divine health is a blessing. I'm not talking about healing. Divine health. You can't say you want to walk in divine health. And you eat everything in this world. If you see wood, you will eat. Firewood, you will eat everything. Amen. Then you are confessing, by stress and heat. By stress and heat. Amen. Divine health is not just a product of confession. Hallelujah. You know, it's not a problem. Stop, you know, all these things people say, say, well, I don't know why I'm just adding weight. You only, the only thing that makes you add weight is food. Two things that make you add weight, food or you are swelling. Finish. Is this a sickness? Amen. Maybe your kidney is ruptured or something. Food or sickness. That's what you add weight. Nothing else. So anybody adding weight, they are eating. Even if nobody's seeing you eating, you are eating. <laughs> Amen. There's no magic about it. I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, uh, no. Climb the scale. 125. <laughs> then you follow others. I'll be jogging. I'll be jogging. Jogging, 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 jogging. I confess the name. I lose weight. I lose weight. I lose weight. 162. <laughs> you are eating. Amen. Are we together? So, see... You have to activate that blessing. It means that there are certain things. He said, the Lord shall bless your bread and your water. And shall take away sickness. Did you see how he went? He first talked about what you are eating. He will bless your bread and your water. I'm quoting Exodus 23. He will bless your bread and water. And then take away sickness from the midst of thee. Then you enjoy divine health. Glory to God. Join divine health. But I want to focus on one thing. 
Because there are many ways you can activate the blessing. I could go on and on and mention, we just had a great time of worship. Sometimes in worship you could activate the blessing. Amen. They put that worship and then as they stepped out that day, there's a favor they couldn't explain. Are you understanding me? Ah, I just went everywhere. Everyone was just helping me. That, it, something was activated. You know, the thing about a lot of Christians is that they accidentally get into what is supposed to be normally theirs. Amen. Amen. Alright? And then sometimes they don't even know how, how it happened. I've shared about how believers are sharing the testimony. And in their testimony, you will hear that they didn't even know what happened. What brought the testimony? They don't know. Imagine a brother. Somebody said, Ah, that brother, the Lord has been laying on my, on my heart. He has been out of job for, for a long time. So the Lord laid on my heart with my wife. We just took out four days praying for him. We'll pray for him. When we, tomorrow we'll pray for him. We'll say, oh, we've not prayed today. We'll pray again. We'll pray for him. And they prayed for him like that. Three or four days. Just imagine. They prayed for him. On the fifth day, they were just thanking God. They just said they had a note of victory. They called the brother out of nowhere and gave him a job. Come and hear the brother's testimony. Praise the Lord! I've been writing applications. Writing applications. Nobody answered me. So I went online and read about advanced way of writing applications. Then I got it. Then I said, this time, and I'll send the letter. They called me. That's his testimony. <laughs> That's his testimony. So okay. God will wait for you in front. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that letter, you write it again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And in that some believers share the testimony. They don't even know. What transpired in the realm of the spirit? What we call behind the scenes? What happens behind the scenes? In the same way, good things can happen. Bad things can happen with the, behind the scenes that you didn't know about. And then, everything is just going wrong. Everything is just going wrong. You can't explain it. Because something happened behind the scenes. So, what I'm trying to bring your attention to is that you can activate the blessing. You can work on something behind the scene that will show on stage. Amen. And know exactly what to do all the time. Now, I'm going to give you an example in the scriptures. And I'm going to use a curse to explain it to you. In the book of Joshua, you know the story of Joshua. You don't know Joshua? He's my son. Amen. <laughs> but it's in the Bible. Amen. Glory to God. So Joshua, the Joshua is my, my son. Amen. Alright, so Joshua chapter 6. Let's look at verse 26. Amen. In Joshua 6, after they had conquered Jericho and taken over the place, Joshua spoke by the Spirit of God. And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man. Before the Lord, that rise up and builded this city, Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. Now, in the way they build cities in those days, the last thing they put in the city is the gates. Amen. Alright? So he's saying that if a man. Anybody that will come up with a project of building Jericho, the day they will lay foundation, he will lose his first son. Then the day they will put the gate, he will lose his last son. He said this many years ago. Praise God. That's a cause spoken by a man of God. 
That means that he was saying that nobody, he was trying to warn that nobody should come back and build this city. Nobody should come back. And that's why I say some of you, you see, never downplay the leading of the Holy Spirit. You cannot by faith overcome what the Holy Ghost says you should not go to. Amen. You didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. If the Holy Ghost said don't go there, you cannot by faith. I don't know what you understand, what some of you think is faith. You cannot by faith override what the Holy Ghost was leading you away from. Am I communicating? Understand that. So, the curse has been pronounced. Curse be the man. And so, at least the information went round. Everybody knew, ah, Joshua said nobody should build this city again. Da, 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 da. And the man that will build the city, a... generations passed. Things happened. Then a king arose in Israel called King Ahab. In Ahab's time, people didn't have any regard for the things of God. They had no regard for spiritual things anymore. They did anything they liked. I'm sure that when they must have mentioned to them that, do you know that uh, there was a word like say live, that was in those days. You know, I also talk about spiritual things. Say, that was in those days. That was in those days. A brother went to his village one time, a Christian brother. And so there was a place that they said nobody sh- um, people shouldn't don't normally pass there. So but, ah, it was in those days now, those things have passed. We can pass there now. I said spiritual things are not about in those days. Amen. <laughs> All right, please get it. Spiritual things are not about in those days. Alright? They're not about that. If it has not been removed, if it has not been addressed, it's still functional. Amen. So now, a curse had been pronounced. But you know, nobody was experiencing the curse because it had not been activated. Amen. Did you get what I'm saying? The curse was not activated. So, but it has been spoken. Do you know that as he spoke the curse and left, some people might even think, no, as he was speaking it, there was no lightning, there was no thunder, there was no flash of light. Nothing. Nothing spectacular happened. It's just a man speaking, just as I'm talking now. But something has been discharged into the spirit. An invocation has been made waiting for activation. Are you understanding me? Waiting for activation. That's how all over the city and where some of us live, in some places there are curses waiting. In some places there are blessings waiting. Are you understanding me? That's how the Holy Ghost leads you. My wife and I always talk about this. There are places, even in this city, and I'm speaking as an inspired one. There are places even in this city that no matter the business is site there, it will not work. Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you've lived in this city 15 years, 20 years, and you know the city very well, there are some places bank has been there, shop has been there, hotel has been there, all of them failed. Supermarket has been there. As the next one comes, you just wait for their failure. Now, it's not about the businesses coming. Maybe there's something wrong in that place. Hallelujah. Now, it will take someone with revelation to go and break it. Are you understand what I'm saying? We used the church hall years ago. Our first facility we used. They said, ah, the last person that used this place, he, his ministry, the ministry closed down. 
So you want to come and use it. And we came to use it. When we're about to leave the place, we're going to a bigger place. As we're leaving the place, I invoked a blessing upon the place. I said, because I was here, the next person that will come will be blessed. That's what I did. (laughs) Glory to God. The next person that will come, the next thing they will do here will be blessed. And there are places we've spoken against. You know, over the years now we're pastoring, we're very, very near people. Amen. There's a time that we're very, you understand that? We went to use a facility years ago. Close to 20 years now. Maybe 19 years ago. And I went and they, they said, a church can never use this place. I stood there and I said, if a church will not use this place, nobody will use it. So why? I said, in short, this place will not be remembered. They brought down the building. I'm not telling you stories. I was angry in my spirit. I would say a church will never use this place. If the church will not use this place, nobody will use it. It's words spoken. And I looked like a fool when I was saying it. But I left. We, months later, years later, I was driving past. They pulled down the building. And you know what? They were quarreling. So what am I trying to say? I'm saying that in the case of Joshua, he had spoken a word. And that caused was waiting to be activated. Was it activated? Yes. First Kings 16. In First Kings 16, verse 34, it says, In his days, in the days of Ahab, did Hael, that's the name of the man, the better lights, build Jericho. See, Wahala. Amen. Are you seeing problem? He built Jericho. Then he said, He laid the foundation thereof in Abiram, his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof in a younger son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. That means that years have passed, the curse was still waiting. The man that will come here, it will fall upon him. The man that will come here, it will fall upon him. That's how prophetic words are spoken. Of blessing and the blessing is waiting. The man that will come here, it will fall upon him. The man that will come here, it will fall upon him. Are you understand what I'm saying? The same way. So, as a Christian, you cannot activate the blessing without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Without the leading of the Holy Spirit. But I'll end on this note for sake of time. That there's what the Bible calls obedience of faith. Everybody say obedience of faith. I don't know where I should go to Romans 16, 26. Obedience of faith. What, see, faith in God is actually obedience. Amen. Is obedience to his word. Glory to God. Okay, Romans 16, 26. Let me just read it. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. 
What does obedience of faith means? mean? It means you obey because you believed. Amen. You are not obeying because you are afraid. Obedience of the law was an obedience based on fear. If I don't do it, God will kill me. But the obedience of faith is an obedience prompted by believing. Am I communicating? I'm saying that the obedience of faith activates the blessing. Amen. 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 That's why some of you, if you do nothing, nothing will happen. In short, if you do nothing, let me tell you what will happen, the thing that will happen. The big thing that will happen is a big nothing. Amen. Amen. And don't be confused about us trying to differentiate between justification by faith and works. That's not what we're talking about. What we're explaining here is that for everything that God wants to do in your life, there's a participation required from you. Amen. People keep talking about Abraham. Abraham. Abraham did nothing. No, he did something. Amen. He did something. Let's look at Hebrews 11.8. This should be my last scripture, hopefully. 11 verse 8. The Bible tells us, by faith. It talks about Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Let me show you something. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, what happened? Obeyed. Everybody say obeyed. Underline that word obeyed, highlight it whichever way, obeyed, and he went out. If he did not obey, he would not have been Father Abraham as you know. He obeyed and he went out, not knowing whether he went. That obedience there was he believed and acted. Amen. Oh, I am blessed. Is what makes you start a business. Amen. Because you believed it enough to start the business. I am blessed. Whatever I lay my hands to do prospers. That's what made you go out and start doing something. Am I communicating? It's not say I am blessed. Then you sit back. No, you have not believed. You've not believed. You know, in Hebrews 4, 1 and 2, it says, Let us therefore fear, verse 1. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Alright? Then in verse 2, it now says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. What was he talking about? He's trying to say that there's something that happened that some people that heard the same thing did not have the same results. Amen. So in this church now, as I'm speaking, some will have massive testimonies. I don't know what some else we have, others will have. You are the one that will choose where you will be positioned. Amen. Are we together? Alright? So in that scripture it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but they did not mix it in faith in them that heard it. He said the word preached did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. The language is that it was not mixed with faith. Mixed with faith. The word they are mixed is it was not commingled. It was not... Uh, are you understanding me? They, that's, they, it was not... It, it was separated from faith. It didn't allow... They, they heard the word, but they didn't act on it. Amen. Do you know what the Bible calls, in this Hebrews 4, unbelief? The unbelief is seen as disobedience. Amen. Did you hear me? Unbelief was seen as disobedience. That means that faith is, is as seen as what? Obedience. Amen. 
Did you get me? The unbelief of sinners. Do you know why I call this unbelief? The unbelief there is not that they were doubting. Not just that. No. It's that they refused to be. The right English word that would have been translated is unpersuadableness. They refused to be persuaded. That's why in Romans 4, it told you that Abraham, being fully persuaded, fully persuaded, unpersuadableness means that they tell you that, do you know by stripes you are healed? Say yes. I know, I know, but give me the panadolo, I know. They say, they read the scripture to you. You've heard the scripture, but you are not persuaded. You are not persuaded. That's why he didn't act on it. Amen. So they told you you are blessed. So they say, sing. What's that song we used to sing when we were young? And I am blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening. Abraham, blessed is am I. Abraham, you dance. Oh, glory. All right, now. Okay. Um, we want to give offerings now. All the blessed people should come and say, uh, uh, later, later. Why can't you give? You don't believe you are blessed. Amen. You don't believe you are blessed. If you believe you are blessed, you will act like a blessed man. Amen. Are you listening to me? You will act like a blessed man because you are persuaded and you will obey. So by faith, Abraham obeyed. And by faith, call your name. We'll do what? We'll obey. And that obedience is an obedience of the Bible calls it also, James called it corresponding action. Amen. Corresponding action means that the reason why you are acting is because of what you have believed. So, yesterday you didn't do it. The day before you didn't do it. But today you go and do it. Why? Because now you have believed. Am I communicating? Jesus came and met Peter by the boat. Luke chapter 5. And they were fishing. Now, he had thrown him his nets, brought him. The Bible said he caught nothing. Now, if catching nothing was normal, he would have said, as usual. Catching nothing was not normal. He said, even look like, are you sure that it's not this, uh, this guy that isn't coming around? It's not part of the problem. Are you understanding me? How will I just come and toil all night and catch nothing? It's a bad, it's a misfortune. Are you understanding me? Something's wrong. I caught nothing. We caught nothing. Jesus said, let down your nets for a drought. Now, he says, nevertheless, at thy word. What is he doing? He's persuaded now. So he's acting. Amen. What if he say, amen, oh, as we say in Nigeria. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. He's still folding his net and going home. Will there be any fish? No, no, no. That's how some of you are doing. You are blessed. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. You now fold your net and go home. He said, men are blessed. I receive it. You are a man of God. We still pack his nets. Say, pack, pack, pack the nets. Let's go. No. When he told him, let down your nets for a drought, he believed and he obeyed. And he cast the net in. The same nets, the same sea, a different result. And as somebody I'm speaking to here today, because you are believed, because you will obey in the same sea, with the same nets, there will be a different result. 
I'm speaking to somebody. I said today because of the word you've heard. Amen. It will be the same sea. It might be the same nets. But there will be a different result in the name of Jesus Christ. I say it might be the same sea. It might be the same nets. But the result will be different in the name of Jesus Christ. I will never forget. We've had amazing testimonies, several. But we always refer to some specific ones because at the time they happened, they, you know, wow, it was amazing. I remember that lady that years ago in our university days, she had written an exam and they, they, they didn't mark her script because they said she wasn't in the exam hall, but she was in the exam hall. She forgot to write her name in the papers in the at, attendance register. She had gone to meet the lecturer severally. The lecturer said, don't even come back here again. That same day, he said, don't come back here again. That same day, God ordered her step and had her on his mind that he puts the entire pro- her entire problem and packaged it as a message in my heart. I didn't know she was having a problem. She was not someone close to us at that time. And then the Lord told me, when you go today to preach in the campus meeting, where will my help come from is the title of your message. Yes, sir. What they gave you in the paper to preach is not what you're going to preach. Yes, sir. I came up on the platform and I said, the Lord told me to preach a message. I'm prepared for what people gave me, but the Lord gave me a message to preach. Where will my help come from? Not knowing that that same day, as she was troubled by the lecturer telling her to leave his office, she was complaining to a brother that invited her to the meeting. He said, ah, I'm troubled today. Where will my help come from? She kept saying it. Where will my help come from? 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 And the brother was encouraging her, took her to her room, encouraged her, and convinced her to follow him to fellowship. There was no GSM at that time. So, there was no communication. I didn't even know that the brother was bringing a sister to the fellowship. They just came into the meeting. And I started by preaching the message. The title of my message is, where will my help come from? She looked at the brother. Uh -uh, What's happening? The brother told her a story about Archbishop Benson that was in the room to encourage her. When I came up, I was preaching. At one point, I stopped and told the story. I said, I don't even know why I'm telling the story. I told the story about Archbishop Benson. The same story. The sister, ah, ah. Then, at the end of the message, I stood up and I said, stand up now. Now, as a sign that God gave me this message, if you came here and you were knocking on the door and it was shut, go back there tomorrow morning and go and knock on that door. It will be open. The sister was not, she was persuaded. She, she believed and obeyed. Your, your believing is not complete if there is no obedience. This is my year of increase. We say fast for seven days. You don't obey. Your believing is not complete. It's not complete. And she went back the next day. Hi. The obedience looked foolish. They told her not to come back. Then she comes back the next day and is walking towards the door. Walking towards, oh, I love those moments. Amen. Where you are expecting a miracle. Amen. We have such testimonies. Our sister, Mrs. Titus, had that kind of testimony. Where she had gone for a test and they said she had fibroids. And then now a word came on a Sunday, three months after, and said that, go and check again. The lump in your body disappeared. And then she goes back. Just to do a test because... They said, go and do a test. The miracle is in the instruction. And she went back there and said, sir, I want to do a test. The man recognized her. I said, ah, you have done tests before. Are you expecting a miracle? Which makes it more difficult. 
By telling her, are you expecting a miracle? And then she goes in. And does the demand comes and says, if you expect a miracle, you have one. The, the fibroid is gone. Amen. What if she didn't go for that test? Now some of you don't understand how spiritual things work. Going for that test is part of the process that brought the miracle. So back to this lady's story in the university. And then she goes back to the lecturer. And then she goes back there. As she's about to knock on the door, the man is coming out from the office. He sees her again. And says, ah, you came. Thank God you came. I was really looking for a way to reach you. Because after I had a change of mind to say, let me address your matter. And he gave, showed her her result. Glory to God. She's a medical doctor today. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Now the point I'm making is, I'm explaining to you that part of activating the blessing. There are some of you, the reason why so many blessings have been dormant in your life, the obedience of faith has been absent. The obedience of, there are certain things, if you don't take the first step, you won't see God. God won't show up. Are you listening to me? God will not show up. God is waiting as you are waiting. Amen. When you take the first step, in some cases, God will show up. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We built a hall in our former venue. It was not a big hall, small, but it was a massive project for us at that time. The land was not ours. We were given to use the land, and what we are, but we were allowed to build, to raise a temporary structure. We're confessing in faith. In the name of God, we believe we receive. That was 2006. We believe we receive. We believe we receive. In the name of God. Because we're just declaring. Then I announced, I said, I want to build. Everybody should give. Do you know that? Nobody gave. Amen. Now, that doesn't normally happen. Are you understanding me? I just said, if you want to give for the building, okay, you can give now. This, that, that, that. that. And we're supposed to start on a particular day. So I was back there. And then the Lord just... Drops on me. It was not something, it was something I could resist. It was something I could ignore. It was something I could overlook. I had two cars at that time. I had um, um, a Toyota Corolla and a Mercedes Benz. So, um, they just whispered to me Give the car, the Toyota Corolla, for the project. I said, Okay. So, and you know what I told the Lord? I said, we need to start the project like tomorrow. So when will they sell the car before we get the money? I was complaining. I said, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know that country where the Lord just tells you, don't worry yourself. It's not me that suggested the thing to you. That same day, I met someone. And I said, I'm thinking of where. He said, ah, what kind of car? I said, ah. He just made a phone call. You want to sell it today? Yeah. That same day. That same day, straight, they brought the money. That same day. I, like, I was so amazed. You know? You know how something will be happening? We think it's 419. <laughs> a guy was looking for a car to use for um, carb or something, you know? And then, he was like, oh, he had the money. He was looking for a good one. And I, look at this one. And then, that was it. Pam. They, they paid the money. They didn't owe me. They just paid the money. As they paid, I think uh, uh, one of our pastors said, Come! The project, we bought sand, we bought this, that's that. The day as we brought the first things to sight, 
And that person came and said, this is my 50,000. Money started coming from everywhere. I took the first step. Are you know what I'm saying? If we didn't take that first step, we'd have still been waiting by now. Amen? We'd still be waiting by now. There are many first steps. Look at them and say, your first step, your first step, your first step. Your first step. Perceive it, perceive it. Understand your first step. Understand it. Glory to God. Now, I'm not telling you to just go and do what somebody else did. That's the mistake many people make. Say, eh, this brother did, I will do this. Say, no, no, your own is unique to you. There's a customized first step. Did you hear me? A customized first step. The lease of this place, this place, nobody will ever have believed that they will give it to somebody. No, I've, I've known this place way, 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 way back. I've known this place as far back as 2005, 2004. 2004, 16 years ago. There are some children here that were not born. That's how long we've known this place. Now we're now using the place, sharing with other people at that first moment. What's the first step? Just that discussion there. Sir, they said everybody should vacate the place. They wanted to give it out. And I said, why are you talking to me like that? Am I not your biggest client? Anybody I'm consulting, I'm the biggest client. I'm the biggest client of my Baba. I'm the biggest client. Are you understand me? I'm the biggest client. Are you understand me? I said, am I not your biggest client? So he laughed. He said, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. I said, other people are using the place, but I'm your biggest client. I, I, when I pay you, everybody will be happy. Are you understanding me? I'm your biggest client. Are you understanding me? You know? He said, yes. I said, so why will you be telling me? You're not supposed to put it in writing or something. You're just verbally telling me the way you're telling somebody that is paying one one kobo and you're telling me that. You see how this to tell somebody? He said, laughing. I was joking. And I didn't take it like so seriously. But that conversation started something. They said, well, why he was not even mentioning it to us was that maybe he didn't think we could pay. Kaya. That thing they didn't think you could pay. I'm talking to someone today. You're watching me. That thing that they couldn't, they didn't imagine that you could pay. They didn't want to mention, maybe they didn't think we could pay. So they were, we were not on the list. But that was the beginning of a miracle. So I asked, I said, how much do you even want? He said, well, well, there's somebody to meet. Okay, I'll go and meet the person. And this, I will meet the person. I've been doing this for years. Amen. Let's go and meet the person. (laughs) And then, the conversation started. When they mentioned the figure. And you know, when they mentioned the figure... I was bracing up to hear a figure. When they mentioned the figure, you just have a headache immediately. <laughs> you know, some of you, the headache you have is the amount that you have to pay. That's all. It's the burden of it on your mind. Amen. But when they mentioned the figure, I sat with my people and I said, please, total for me how much we pay every year because we pay it in. Um, I think it was in quarters or months. I can't remember now. We were paying it. I said, I said it's the same thing now. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> this is the same thing. It's just that now they want us to bring the money back. You understand that? I came and said, okay. 
He said, you say okay. I said yes. They went and increased it again. Because other interests. There were other interests. They went and increased it. Went back, checked, came back. I added because we were using the facility and we had an office we were paying for, about a million a year, we are paying for an office that we were using. I said, ah, if you add the office, uh, it's still the same thing. <laughs> it's still the same thing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And then they said, but you must pay for, is it two years at first hand? Two years. I said, okay, no problem. We have passed that level. I said, we have passed that level. That can never ever be a headache again forever and ever. Are you understanding me? Or past that level. Now we're thinking about how to acquire the streets. And that's what we're thinking. We're thinking that we want the police station inside the compound. <laughs> Glory! Those are the kind of things we are thinking. How can the station be inside? <laughs> that's what we're thinking. We were giving them water recently. They got their own source of water. So they came to talk to us. I said, oh. I said okay, we've given you water for years. You know. So later on, I said, hey, okay, they have their And I said, when they will now be part of the premises, that will do now connect it again. <laughs> That's how I'm thinking. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. What I'm sharing with you, I'm telling you that you can activate blessings around you. But you should be willing to take that first step. That first step. Our first hall we ever used for fellowship. Our first hall we ever used for fellowship. The same, the same process played out. The same process. New place. This, uh, so, so those kind of things where somebody asks, uh, in Nigerian pidgin English, there are some things a child will ask for. I, they, I don't know, we don't do that again. But they'll say, You have big eyes, they will flog you for asking for it. You know, a child just wake up and say, I want that meat. He <laughs> said, Come here, come here. Sit. You are a naughty child. <laughs> your child, your age, should not be asking for that. <laughs> Glory to God. So that's how the man treated us in university when we said, we want to use that hall. He was angry. Something just built. Something they've not given to anybody. What's wrong with you? He now said, well, it's not within my care. It's um, the DVC's office that is in charge of that. And that's way of... I said, okay. Which of... And I said, which... Because they have admin. Uh, they have two DVC's. I said, which of the DVC's? He didn't understand why I was asking, you know. He just said, it will be the DVC, I think it was the admin, the DVC uh, admin or something like that. It will be that DVC. I said, okay. Sorry, sir. The DVC office, is it the one on this side? Or that? He said, you want to go there? <laughs> Glory to God. You know, this was years ago. I could imagine how small I looked to him. I said, I, I, I said, I didn't, it's when he said, I said, I kept quiet. I said, yes. He said, something's wrong with you. In short, he will not give it to you. <laughs> He was so angry. He was angry. He didn't want to help me again. I apologize. I said, sorry. You said it's the DVC. So I wanted to just go. And, Since no more in your power, let me go and meet the DVC. I left the office. I said, where's the office? They told me. I got there, knocked, and I went. I said, I, sir, I want to see the social and so. They told me. I heard that. The guy said, you mean you came here for, for this? I said, yes. 
He said, well, there's a man that the DVC put it in his hand. Um, that's the man there. I went, he was a dean. I met him, he looked at me. He said, I'm not, I cannot give you the key. I said, I was following him. And I explained, God spoke to me and told me to start a fellowship. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so, and when I was coming, I stood there, I had, I saw the place, I knew it's the hall that we're supposed to use. So, um, now that you are in charge, I just felt I should talk to you. And he was listening to me. What department are you in? I said, chemical engineering. Hmm. What year are you in? I told him. He said, okay. He said, come and see me tomorrow. I came the next day. I started the story from the beginning. I told him all the things I told him before. I just started again. He would listen to me. Then he would just start gisting. Do you hear what happened in school? Ta-da. We became friends. But he was not giving me the key. And then he told me that the, div, the, the, the DVC gave it to him to hold. They have not decided which faculty will use the new facility. So he's hoping that it will come to his faculty. Okay, so they're just waiting. I said, okay. So I said, but our first service is on the 13th. 13th of July. And it's this week. Because it was a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. It's the 13th. He said, okay. Ah, I can't give you, I can't give you the key. Monday, I came again on Tuesday. As a we now printed the flyer and invited people for the program. I came again, I said, sir, the key. He said, you're serious about this thing? He said, what day is the day? I said, Thursday. What time? I told him. I said, but you know, we have to clean up the place. Da, 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 da. We did that until the day of the program, Thursday. I went to his office. He said, I won't give you the key. I can't give it to you. I said, the time, sir, is, I think it was 6 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock that we have to start the service. He said, do you know my house? I said, no. He said, come and know my house. He took me in his car. I knew the Holy Ghost, the power of God was upon him. He was resisting. Are you understanding me? He drove me, I'm a student, to his house on campus. Introduced me to his wife. I sat in his living room. He went in and brought out the key. I said, this is the key, but I won't give it to you. He sat down, we started discussing. After I said, I said, sir, we have to clean the place before. And I told him, I said, sir, what's going to happen is, I will, let me open the place, we have the meeting today, and I'll bring the key back to you. He said, okay. He now gave me the key. I went straight. That day of the program was the first day we were opening the place. We opened the place. We started cleaning, swept the place. 13th of July, 2000. Amen. 20 years ago, we opened the place. And then, wow, wow, fine hall. People said, coming in, we arranged the place and had our first service. Glory to God. This thing you are part of started as a miracle. Amen. So you are in a miracle. Amen. And you will experience miracles. Then after the service, I took the key. We used to use bikes, I think, then. Yes, it was allowed. So, I, I took the key and went back. Imagine, let's suppose we close about 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I went back to his house, knocked on the door. That's the key, sir. He said, wow, that's good. I like your style. I like you. Say you bring it today. I brought it today. Collected the key. As a matter of fact, I said, we have prayer meeting on Sunday, 6 o'clock. 
<laughs> so I'll come on Sunday. He said, I, I, I left. Sunday I came again, knocked on his door. We had prayer meeting. He gave me the key. We did that for about four months or three months. I can't remember. So one day I knocked and said, sir, let me cut my key. Let me have one. You have one. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Am I communicating? That same power. Amen. That same blessing is upon us today. That caused men to favor us is upon us today. It will work for you today. In the name of Jesus. So listen, don't just believe and stop there. Obey what you believed. Act on it. For some of you, it could be a seed you should sow. Some of you could be a time of prayer that God, the Spirit of God will lead you to take. Some of you to be, just call that person and say, I'm sorry. It could just be something. Are you understanding me? Obey. Obey. I don't like when people are arguing with the Holy Ghost. No. No. I will not do it. Someone told me, see, the Holy Ghost is telling me something, but I will not do it. <laughs> I said, some people are very funny. I said, hold on. You say it's the Holy Ghost telling you to do something. He said, yes, I know the Holy Ghost is telling me to do something, but I will not do it. If the Holy Ghost is telling me to do something, I will do it. Amen. I will do it. Even if I fail at it, I will attempt to do it again. Amen. I will do it. Let me tell you, neighbor, I will do it. That which the Holy Ghost tells me, I will do it. In the coming days, the Spirit of God will lead you to do certain things. Obey Him. When you see a Christian that is not having massive things happening around him for a long time, I called a believer one time. I asked him, I said, Tell me one remarkable thing God has done in your life. And the person told me, Tell me a recent remarkable thing. And you are thinking, uh, You are thinking. Anytime you meet a believer that no remarkable thing has happened over a period of time, it's either the last instruction the Holy Ghost gave him, he has not obeyed it. Or what the Spirit of God is telling him to do, he's not listening. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Today, there are things coming to your heart. You will obey them. You will act on them. In the name of Jesus Christ. I say you will obey them. You will act on them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. There are things that will come to your spirit as you act on it. Your, there will be a configuration of your environment. Things will rearrange themselves. You'll be amazed. Lift your hands everywhere and just begin to thank Him. I want you to pray for a minute or two. We're going to be praying really in the evening, but I want you to just take out time and pray in other tongues. Thank you, Lord. 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 I don't know what area of obedience. What area? What's the Spirit of God nudging you to do? What has He been putting your heart to do? Stay with it. Stay with it. Very important. Very, very important. Glory to the name of the Lord. Ko prata sati keso. Le kopa ande ekle zuba hatayakata. Randoko subredike sobregadia terebos bregadiete. Randa kasubredus kepletos bregadia. Rato sherebom bregado bregadia terebos bregadia. 
Lato sherebom radius kepledo bradia kataza. Lendo kopozik leto sobregadiete. Buskrita rata lide zigedie telegadie telegadie. Mandala bakato bregado 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 bregadia talabom bregadiete. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.